Richmond Spiders have come to Florida and have knocked off the 13th-ranked Gators. Spider victory over 14th-ranked California. Richmond 94, Cal 90. Davis to climb for the tie. Puts it on the deck. Head fake, shoots, block. We are back for episode seven of the Frontline Fanatics podcast. We took a little bit of a holiday hiatus, but we are excited to be back in 2021. Uh, looking forward to producing some more, hopefully great content for you guys. As always, I'm Evan Oliphert. Yeah, hopefully is the big word there. Uh, I am joined by my co-host and depressed Colts fan, Andrew Aguilera. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Happy uh is it too late to say Happy New Year on, on January 11th? I think it might be. I think you got four more days. And okay. then it gets a little, a little stale. But uh, Happy New Year to all the listeners. Happy New Year, Ev. Um, I know one of my highlights of 2020 was definitely getting to reboot this bad boy and, and you know, hopefully getting into 2021, looking to grow and uh, continue to engage our audience. Um, so I'm glad to be back doing this. Um, the break was nice, but uh, definitely, definitely miss, re- miss recording the pod and and putting out some some quality content, as we say. Uh, but yeah, everything's good. Currently watching, uh, you know, Bama run through the Ohio State defense right now. What? Not a surprise that Bama's going to get it done. Um, had we talked about this, we probably you probably would have picked Bama. I probably would have picked OSU. Yeah. But uh, we didn't do it, and I'm glad we didn't because my <laughs> record was already so bad. And we we'll get it. We don't need to get into that. We can talk about next weekend's uh nfl record when we do the vcu episode later in the week but yep. oh good ready to break down um some stuff we have to catch up on i think we missed four games in our gap um so we got richmond davidson richmond st bonaventure richmond uri and richmond george mason so let's just jump right in uh that first game you know richmond's coming up coming off in 80 to 74 win against davidson uh golden burton francis all balled out that game in my opinion played really well um i didn't love how close it was but i really did love that we were able to close it out at the end um i know we're kind of going pretty back pretty far back for some of our listeners right now but i was going to kind of hit these games pretty quickly and just uh, give our quick opinion so um yeah ev what do you think yeah i think the highlight of that game obviously was the the blake shot at the very end of the game um i think he got a got like a three-pointer off with that shot, that shot was wild too wild yeah. crazy crazy shot to take in that situation yeah it is just the, the epitome of a blake francis shot so um no that was great and i think if i recall correctly that was the first game i'm looking at the pt here yeah so we didn't have i, I believe this was the first game that we didn't have both um andre and crabtree um due to their injuries which i think was a new development i don't know if they were around for hofstra um I could, I could pull up the box score, but either way, I think that's going to be a recurring theme as we start to talk about these, these next couple games. So all four starters played above 32 minutes, um, specifically 38 for Tyler Blake and 37 for Jacob. All five, um, all five yeah. played over 30. Right. All five. Um, and 32 for Grant is pretty significantly higher than his normal average. I think he usually sits in the high 20s, somewhere between like 27, 28 minutes per game. Um, but no, I think it was a good game. We shot very efficiently. I mean, like anytime Blake shoots 50% from the field, we're probably going to be in a pretty good chance to win. Um, and I was impressed with Davidson, specifically um, Lee. I thought he, I thought he might have like straight up torn his ACL when he got hurt that one time, and then he just came right back out. 
Um, and then also Carter Collins was hitting a couple late threes. I, I, I had no, no idea who he was. Yeah, I um, but Kellen Grady had a, a pretty brutal game. I mean, he shot two for 11, one for six from three, um, had seven points. Um, In 37 was, minutes, which is yeah, brutal. 38 minutes, I'm looking at. Seven points, yeah. two, two rebounds, no assists a turnover and a steal. Like that's a brutal stat line. Those so, are tough. Those are tough numbers. Those are numbers you could probably be putting up. <laughs> <Not many minutes. laughs> so um, no, it's always great because I think, I think our program, like listening to coach Mooney talk about Davidson um, after the game, we have at least our program and, and our coaching staff has a great respect for Davidson, regardless of even, you know, we might even view them as having a, a down year. Um, yep. Our program really, really respects them and, and we take them very seriously. So uh, but for some reason, we always play great against Davidson. I don't know if we've lost against Davidson in the past maybe three years or so. Um, so, no, I was, I was happy to see that result. And, uh, you know, I was hoping we'd be able to carry over that into a home, uh, home game against St. Bonaventure, who had already only, excuse me, played three games uh, coming into that game. But as we know, what happened? Yeah, that was a phenomenal loss. Um <laughs> If you're following on social, um, went live during that game. I was in, I was, I was in an undisclosed location and I could not join that, yeah. that social plan, that yeah, social I mean, media. <laughs> everything that could have gone wrong, wrong, went wrong. Like they hit a shot. We come down. I knew we were going to get fouled. We get fouled. I'm like this is going to be the classic Richmond one for two. Every time we'd be at games in the student section, Big free throws would come down. One for two, one for two. We just knew they were going to go one for two. Hits one for two. I'm like, all right, well, this is it. Timeout. Bonnie's come down. Bang one right in our face. Game over. It was a tough loss. I mean, from a team that had played, what, four games um, over a span of a month, like three weeks to a month. Like, that's – one, it's not a good look for us. And, two, it's just, it's just disappointing. Like, I don't know if that's the coaching or, the, you know, the players just couldn't close it out at the end, but – yeah, I was I was left pretty speechless after that game, especially just because literally exactly what I said happened. So that's that was just kind of shocking. And like this was the year that's supposed to be like not the same old Richmond team. Like this is the year that these are the games that we win to get to the A10 championship and to like win the A10 regular season and hopefully in the playoffs. Um, but it's just not what happened. And these are this is probably the last time that we can afford to have a game like this. Honestly, for the rest of the year, if we want an at large. And a lot of people are still putting us in the at-large, but I think on the net, we're still in the 60-ish range, if that's correct. Um, and if we want a chance to have an at-large bid, we really have to win out besides maybe a, a St. Louis loss who's phenomenal. So this was definitely a tough one to lose. And, and it's kind of right next to Hofstra in, in one of those not great loss columns for us. Yeah, I, I think we have to hope that the more the Bonnies play, the more that we see that they're a good team. I mean, at this, at this rate, I think we have to hope the Bonnies are a top four team in the A-10. Um, you kind of got to hope it's Richmond, St. Louis, VCU, and St. Bonaventure, which doesn't seem too out of the possibility, but there's still obviously a lot of basketball left to be played. Um, but look, I mean, that, it was it was a tough watch for me. I mean, we shot six for 24, exactly 25% from three. Um, on the on the year, I don't think that, you know, we've, we've really shot well from three at all, and I'll, I'll have to look up what those stats are. But, um, you know, Lofton, respect to him. I, I, I If I were with you watching that live, um, you know, you and I would have, I just said, I think I texted you, if you and I were at that game, we would have been standing in the front row saying he's about to hit this game right yeah. here. And we, and we defended a, it, it well. It was kind of a ridiculous shot too. Yeah. Like it shouldn't have gone in. Most times that shot doesn't go in. We defended it well. Um, and, you know, again, I'm kind of trying to look at some of the different things that might have contributed to it. I think this was a game where um, when we had to take 
uh, Grant out of the game. And again, he played 34 minutes in this game. So it's not like we didn't take him out or it's not like we took him out a lot. Yeah. Um, but anytime Sal or Matt Grace was in, uh, I think they really just wanted to look to go to Oshuni inside. Um, Oshun Oshuni, by the way, is probably a top three name in the A-10. Yeah, phenomenal. Um, phenomenal. Incredible name. Um, he only had seven points, but he had 13 rebounds. And he, then Dom- he killed us. He killed us on the boards. So I just, you know, they, I feel like they got to look down low every single time and it just kind of opened things up for them. Um, but look, I mean, I'll, I don't think we're going to win many games at all if we only put up 66 points. So I think this was, yep. uh, this could be credited a lot to their defense and our, our lack, lack of ability to make shots. Um, and like you said, this loss to me put us in a position where our backs were kind of up against the wall because that was, you know, if you were to look at Richmond going into conference play with where we stood with that Hofstra loss, we can probably afford to, you know, we can, we can define what a bad loss is, right? But we yeah. can probably afford two losses in conference that we shouldn't lose, right? So, yeah. and I'll say two losses to SLU and maybe one VCU loss would be acceptable. Which right? is likely so, what you would predict, yeah. Exactly. So that would put us at a no lower than a five loss in-conference team. And our second conference game, we took one of those losses. Meaning for the rest of this conference season, we can really only afford one more loss we're not expecting or not supposed to, which is going to happen. It's college basketball. It's the A-10. It's a competitive yep. league. But um, we've got to go to Bonaventure again, which doesn't excite me at all. And, and I think that's, that's the game after we play VCU this weekend. So um, it was disappointing. I, again, like you said, this was a game that we should have won. And we, we think we, – we talk about all the time that this is the year that things are supposed to be different. And it was just like 2014 all over again. <laughs> or not 2014 <laughs> – I, let me talk more like 2016, 17, 18. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get into that a little bit um, after we talk about the next game, which was the Rhode Island game, yeah. um, where Coach Mooney picked up his 300th victory. Congrats to him. That, that's an awesome milestone. Um, it was interesting hearing him talk about it. You know, he, he, uh, he basically had like a little quote uh, that was like, the, the haters don't motivate me, only people around me motivate me, so yeah, I don't yeah, really yeah. care. You know, I don't really care. Classic. It was pretty It was pretty funny to listen to, but um, – you know, Rhodey's a team I always worry about because I think they're a pretty bad matchup for us on paper. Um, but it was so pivotal for us to come back and, and win that game. Final score was 80 to 73. What did you see in that game that that interested you the most? I mean, I was excited just the way that we, you know, played down the stretch, like I said, with the Davidson game about closing it out. I think we did even better of a job in this game. I mean, I remember I was like cooking, watching this game. I'm like, this is a game we lose. This is a game we lose. This is the game we lose. Like yeah. old Richmond always loses this game. Tied at the half, down the stretch. We just find a way to get in foul trouble and, and drop this one. But in this situation, we, we didn't. I mean, we outscored them by, I think, like six in the second half. And we ended up winning by seven. So yeah, that's about right. We were up by one at the half, obviously. That's good math right there. Shout out math. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, I was just – I was happy with the way we played down the stretch. We took the right shots. We got to the line. We made our free throw shots, and then we just defended the three well at the end of the game. So Alabama touchdown live, um, dominant. Um, but, yeah, I was just happy the way we played. I think this game and the Bonnies game, even though we lost, were the first two games that I really saw KO get back into the offense as, like, a centerpiece of this offense. Yeah. Um, I feel like we had really been missing them in those last couple games. I don't know what it was, if it was just, you know, a matchup decision for Mooney or maybe KO wasn't feeling great, but – they were finally starting to feed him the ball again. I think he had 14 and five, which is a solid stat line for him. 
but you know he played almost the entire game and he and he was making contributions throughout the whole game so that was great to see for me um this was also kind of the breakout game for gilly i know he played he's been playing well the whole season and he played well versus the bonnies as well but this game into the game the next game against mason were just like two of his best games of the year so um it was just good i was i was happy with how this game was played yeah a vintage gilly game 22 points uh, five steals, four assists, 60% from the field, six for eight from three, four for four from the free throw line, uh, and only two, two turnovers. I mean, that's a yeah. great game. You and can't then Grant, ask for much more consistency there. And then I think Grant played great, 17, yeah. nine, and four. Nine rebounds for Grant is huge because he struggles yeah. to rebound. Um, him and KO, for some reason, both struggle to rebound, and we have to rely on Tyler Burton getting – eight rebounds a game, I think, is what he's averaging. Which, and again, is, weird, which is strange, but... It's great because he's so athletic. athletic. Yeah, exactly. um, but I think sometimes that hurts him because he decides not to box out because he thinks he can out-jump everybody. Yeah. That'll, be, that'll be something we might talk about later. But, um, look, as much as we like to talk about Burton and Blake, um, you know, we need the one-two punch of Jacob and Grant to, to, to work well together. And for them both to have critical games here um, really helped us. I think we defended Fats Russell really well, even though he still got his 18. Um, he, had, he, had, he had three turnovers to only four assists, uh, and he shot 0 for 5 from three. I think Rody as a team only shot uh, – they shot 6 for 15, which is 40%. But, you know, that's still, that's still a lot of misses left on, on the board there. Um, and so, yeah, you know, big story was Coach Mooney getting that, uh, getting that 300th win. Uh, so I wanted to, to kind of interject here with an article I was reading a little bit earlier um, about yeah. – John O'Connor, John O'Connor wrote about um, Coach Mooney's best and worst five regular season wins and losses from his career <laughs> at Richmond. And I won't dig into all of these, but I just wanted to, again, remind people why there were so many voices being, you know, risen about the quality of the program when Aggie and I were going through college. Yeah. All five of Coach Mooney's worst losses at his, at, you know, during his tenure at Richmond were within a semester of Aggie and I being in college. And every single one of them, <laughs> none of them came before we got there, right? So the highlight, and I think the worst loss we had, it might be a tie. The, in, in 2016, we lost to Oral Roberts by that was an all time. Ba- that was an all-time bad. And this is my favorite line. Oral Roberts went 0 for 22 that season, and three of their wins were over Roger State, John Brown, who I, I think is a person, but I guess he's got a college too. <laughs> yeah. And Southeastern Oklahoma, um, I think the only other worst loss might be the uh, maybe the Nick Sherrod injury game where he tore his ACL for the first time. We lost to Hampton by 20 uh, and just That's, were, were never awful. competitive. Yeah. Or Longwood it might have been. Um, no, it was Hampton. It was Hampton by it was 20. Hampton, yeah. and, and two guys, the two, two guards scored one less point than we did as a team. So I think that was funny. <laughs> Um, but only three of the, the the best wins have come in the time that we've been around school. Two of them were back in 2010. So just yeah. thought that was interesting. I didn't know if you had any comments on that, Aggie, but um, I thought that was cool to kind of take a look at. Yeah, I I mean, obviously it's, you know, uh, a list kind of out of nowhere that you can't, you know, credit. You can't put everything behind those that list. But yep. I think I think it definitely speaks volumes as to where this program was at. And, yeah. you know, kind of not where we've come because we haven't, you know, done anything yet this year, but um, just the feeling around the program in general. And just like back then we were, we were, we were struggling. Let's be honest. Like we were just, we had the talent, we just couldn't put it together. And I think that was totally reasonable why people doubted it. I mean, I see it on Twitter all the time. Like 
the worst part about when we win these games is like, oh, imagine being the guy that like posted about the Richmond billboard to fire yeah. Coach Mooney. Like, yeah, like it was it was reasonable. We've gotten to this a million times. Like, it's okay. You don't always have to love the coach. You don't always have to love the program. You can be it's normal to be unsatisfied with something like in your life and any aspect of life. So that's all. I don't want to get too deep into that because we've talked about that before, but it's, <laughs> it's interesting to look back on for sure. Yeah. And I'll just double down. Imagine the amount of patience it takes to be in the building on November 10th, 2017 with three minutes left in the first half at the Robin center when Delaware is beating Richmond 45 to 12. Yeah. 45 to 12 there being in that building <laughs> again, you're going to lose your damn patience, right? Like yeah. Ryan Daly's cooking us. He's the goat. That was yeah. the Ryan Daly, Ryan Daly game. But again, th- those were dark times and we're glad we're not in, in this, in the spots anymore. Um, not a dark time was, was Saturday at noon when we went to Eagle bank arena, a couple miles away from where I'm sitting right now in Northern Virginia and <laughs> uh, really handled George Mason with, without an issue, um, which was great yeah. to see. I think again, along with not, dropping losses against teams that we shouldn't lose to. We also need to show a couple of dominant performances against bottom of the A-10 teams. And this was one of those, a 20-point win at George Mason, um, where really we kind of dominated every facet of the game, I think was great to see. Everybody on the offense, uh, offensive side chipped in, got to got to get some of the, the younger freshmen in the game at the end. So I think that was really exciting to see. Um, and I think Gilly ended up with, I think he had three steals in the first like three minutes of the game. And then he might have might have ended up with uh, I think only four or five total for the game. But um, just just so fun to watch when everything's clicking like that. And um, again, it just it just to me it was again I know it's George Mason I won't go too far into it. Uh, right. But it was just it was just a glimpse of what we we should be right. And I think Definitely, that was, yeah. That was great to see. And I mean, we struggled against Mason in the past. I mean, you know, shout out Dave Paulson, the Mason coach. He, you know, before this game is. I mean, ever since I've been watching, he's put together competitive games against us. He knows how to play us, and maybe that's credit to him, or maybe it's credit to us this year that we were able to overcome, you know, his game plan and really dominate. Um, it wasn't great that we had to, in my opinion, that I think Gilly played like 38 minutes. Like, we didn't need him in 38 minutes in this I game. I totally agree. I There's, totally agree. And like Blake 39. played 36. Yeah, 39 and like minutes. Burton played 36. Like, I know we didn't really pull – like, we were up – nine in the first and then we really pulled away in the second but you don't you don't have to get the guys that that many minutes then again if we if this was a closer game i'd be like why didn't they play every every minute i'm just playing devil's advocate but yeah. you don't need to get those guys that many minutes in, in a game like this like, i love how, i love how you brought that up because yeah, like I just, dj had one and wilson had six minutes like get these guys some more minutes come on even sal yeah. like why not yeah no i i i love how you bring that up because I, I don't think it's a topic that we can talk about yet with just how much is going on this season but for, for those who are a bit more forward thinking, the roster as it exists today and as our, our current commitments stand is not a contending team next year at no. all. Not no, even we're, we're close. Yeah. Um, especially in the front court. So for us to only get Jai Bailey one minute in this game and yeah. Isaiah Wilson five minutes in this game, who, especially Isaiah, we think is going to be a really important point next year for us. I, I would just like to see those both increase a little bit and, yeah. You know, hopefully like we can identify a couple more of those opportunities, maybe against St. Joe's, Fordham, um, teams like that. Although Fordham just beat, beat Dayton, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just want to see what these guys have. I mean, and get them some experience in a college atmosphere so that way next year when hopefully they're getting more significant minutes, they're not 
they're already accustomed to the atmosphere and they know what to do. So yeah. even though hopefully next year it'll be different, hopefully we'll have fans, but we don't need to get into the COVID conversation right now. No. And just a quick point, one more thing from the George Mason game. I was at the game last year um, at George Mason and Javon Green from George Mason, I think had 37 points. <laughs> it, it was the final score was like 90 to 85 or something. It was crazy. Um, he only had three points in this game and shot one for eight from the field. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure we put a defensive emphasis on, on shutting him down. And um, really the only player who, who played great for them was AJ Wilson, who's, you know, a player like that is always going to play well against us because we're just not a good interior defensive team. So I think that was great to see, you know, not I just feel like you and I have watched so many games where we know a, an opposing player is a scorer and can light it up and we yeah. just know they're going to do it because it's us and yeah. and the, you know to see that that didn't happen was was really encouraging to me although yeah, you know it, it's okay. only Javon Green's not a not a great player or anything like that but yeah no it's all good yeah no dis- <laughs> no disrespect at all but I mean he balled out on us before and we made adjustments that's good um just a quick note for for the listeners um we hit i think we hit all the games i I think we're caught up right we're caught up yeah so um obviously this is vcu week um we're gonna put this out as kind of like a recap pod and then just to get caught up and then we're gonna have a a vcu only episode later in the week um hopefully bringing back andrew canavos canavis onto the pod it might just have to be canavis it might just have to be canavis i told them that i told them that's just what it's going to be but I'm excited to hear about him and, uh, you know, how his season continues to go and, and hear about his VCU analysis. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm firing out emails at 3 a.m. this week trying to find a way to sneak into the Robin Center this Saturday. It's probably like a 0% chance it happens, but yeah, uh, we're, we're going to do what we can. I'll sit in the last row. I'll, I'll have the box to myself. Give me the, give me the box. <laughs> I'll, stay, I'll stay far away. This, but, uh... Uh, that'd be amazing if we could find a way in there. Yeah, and we'll save this for the, for like you said, that dedicated podcast. But going back to that article, one of our best wins um, with Coach Mooney was when we won at um, we won at VCU when they were ranked 14th in the nation, I think. Yep. Um, with like three, I was saying I said three NBA players on that team, but I forgot <laughs> Mo Ali Cox plays football, not basketball professionally, but that might even yeah. be more impressive. Yeah. Um, this might be one of the biggest VCU matchups we've had since then um, because they shockingly to not shockingly to us but surprisingly to us they have really made a great name for themselves and they're an at-large team right now for most bracketologists so we need to win one of these two I would prefer both um so (laughs) we're (laughs) we're we're, it's going to be a big one for us and and hopefully we can get Andrew back on the uh the podcast to walk through that but um no I think I think we covered everything I do want to put you on the spot really quick oh man if you had to have one New Year's resolution that you think this Richmond team needs to work on in order to make the tournament um, for, for this year, what would be your, your one Richmond New Year's resolution? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to have two. I think one, certain players need to take smarter shots. Uh, <laughs> that's as far as I'm going to go with that. Um, not that not that I don't love chucking it up there. I do it myself and pick up, but there's a reason why I'm not playing college basketball and I'm doing it in pickup. Um, and then two, I think we just have to figure out how to beat the zone. Um, clearly, that's been a point that's been tough for us this season. Um, we saw it when we lost earlier in the year and even against Mason. Like, they were playing some tough zone in the first half and we were very clearly having – like we were struggling to beat it. So I think if we can just figure out how to beat the zone, 
take some smarter shots and make, and I'm going to add a third one that is my resolution every single year for this team is make our free throws. We Ooh. make our free throws. We have a chance to way better chance to win so many more games and just at least keeps games that maybe we wouldn't really have a chance at winning. Like keep those competitive if we make those free throws. So that's it for me. What about you? Sorry if I took like too many. No, that's no. And now I feel like pressure to do three because I only had, <laughs> had one prepared. So um, let me, let me, get, so I think get crab, get crab tree back. There's one. Well, yeah. So one of mine was going to be health, right? I don't know. I don't know if that's a resolution, right? We can, we can, we can tie that into like everybody going to the gym in January, but I honestly think health is a resolution for everyone. <laughs> J, uh, uh, Andre, I think is, is the bigger one because we know we're not going to have crab tree for a while, but Andre being day to day is such an uncertainty to us. Her, hearing coach Moody talking some of his um, media availabilities, it sounds like, we held him out of George Mason as a precaution for him to be extra ready to go for, for this VCU game. But as you mentioned, um, right oh, now, sorry, sorry, is it the groin? It's the groin. I had to make sure. Okay. Yeah. There's some like meme running around. I think it's drunk John Hart who I, who I want to find out who that is and try to get him on here. We're going to find out who runs it. Maybe he can, we can do like a voice effect so he doesn't have to give away his voice. I'll, we'll but, black out the screen. Yeah. Yeah. But um, he's hilarious. But I think he says it's something like, Someone, I think uh, Rothstein keeps saying illness. So yeah. we're like hamstring illness. <laughs> that's why, that's what the joke is like so funny, but I always get so confused. I'm like, well, what actually is it? Yeah. So I just think he's so important to us, man, because every single game he gets a backdoor look, uh, an easy bucket in the first half of the game. And then every other game or every three games, he'll get a, a dunk, a block, just a big play that excites the, the team coming off the bench. And I think, you know, depth isn't as important as you think it would be, but just being able to spare Jacob and Blake, if they keep having to play 38 minutes every single game, as great of athletes as those guys are, I think that will ultimately catch up to them yeah, um, it's not, later it's not on. sustainable. So I think health for, especially for Andre, uh, is going to be a big New Year's resolution for me. The second one, and this might be asking a lot because it's Richmond, uh, will probably be boxing out. <laughs> um, I've just, I've been watching so many instances recently, and I mentioned this earlier about Tyler feeling like he doesn't have to box out because he's so athletic and just literally turns and jumps. And that works half the time, but other half, he just gives up so many offensive rebounds and he's a young guy to work on that uh, moving forward. But that also applies to both Grant and um, KO. I think both of them need to do a much better job of boxing out as well. And, you know, we need to limit offensive rebounds as much as we can because we're going to give up as many, you know, sometimes with just that the fact that we're a smaller and, kind of averagely athletic team. So I, I think that would be the second one. And then uh, third one's tough. I, I think I'll just double down on, on what you were saying about the zone. And I, I think where I can apply that to is just perimeter shooting, you know, consistent perimeter shooting for Gilliard. If you go back to the Rhode Island game, like a six or eight game from Gilliard, if he can, if he can increase his shooting percentage to the high thirties in conference play from three, that's going to be huge for us. Right. I just, I just think that's going to be so important um, for us to be able to, to succeed and when teams, you know, teams can't throw the zone at us to be able to throw us off our offensive rhythm, uh, really we need to be able, like we did at George Mason, we basically shot them out of the zone uh, in the beginning of the game. And, and that's how Hofstra was able to beat us because we couldn't shoot them out of the zone. So yeah. those are my three. Um, and Love it. Hopefully, hopefully we can get those, things, get those things turned around. I mean, if we're going to make a run, those are the things we have to do. So Yeah. All right, sick. So I think that's all. I mean, that's all I have for Richmond coverage. Um, if you want to move into some some weekend football, we can NFL about, coverage. We can talk about what happened this weekend. Um, first game, my Colts. It was tough. Uh, 
yeah, Bills beat the Colts if anyone is living in La La Land and, and hasn't <laughs> hasn't seen that. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I'm I'm upset, but like, it would have been worse if we had lost it in like a tragic way. I just feel like we never really. We as like I'm on the fucking team. Um, the, Colts, the Colts never. Colts gave themselves so many chances to win this game, and they just blew every single chance. Like they, I feel like they lost this game more than the Bills won it, in my opinion. So that's why I'm not as upset about it. Shout out Don Forsythe. He would have a uh, a great insight into why you refer to yourself as we as part of the team. I feel like yeah. that was one of those things he wanted us to to research the most. Yeah, I'm um, part of the group. And, and but, shout out Brighton back if he's listening right now. Shout out Brighton back. Um, I think, yeah, I think ooh, it would have been crazy if the uh, that blown call at the end of the game would have led to the Colts tie. Oh, game. yeah. No, I would have I would have been bummed if they won. I mean, I would have been not bummed if they won, but like that's like an asterisk win if you if you win on that yeah but i think the bills deserve i mean i think the bills deserve it they've been playing great i I, love i'd love to see how how josh allen and Diggs have emerged together so i think they'll be a team to watch i think next weekend's you know when they play the ravens that's going to be i think the best game of the weekend um i'm all in on the bills by the way i love the bills all year and the only reason i didn't root for them this week is because they played my team but i'm I'm all in on the bills bandwagon yeah yeah i think um (laughs) i think the biggest story of this past weekend was probably going to be Lamar Jackson finally showing up in a playoff game and playing. I think he played a great game. Yeah, me too. Um, Except for that one throw, that was bad. But after yes, that, that, he, he that one throw was terrible. But he turned it around. Yeah, that was going to be the biggest until what happened on uh, Sunday night. We'll, we'll yeah, wait, wait for that. But um, now, nah, look, I'm a I love Lamar. I'm a big fan of his. I see a lot. You know, I, I, pretty much everyone from my hometown are Ravens fans, so see a lot of stuff from him and. Um, He's just, dude, he is like, when he takes off, I, I just think he's the best athlete on either sideline. Like regardless. Definitely. And he wants athlete. it. He wants it more than everyone else. I think right yeah. now, especially like he has yeah, so many doubters and he's like, fuck you. I want to go out and, and, I, and I would have hated if he really like two years in a row is a narrative, right? Like if he yeah. doesn't show up in the playoffs two years in a row, actually it's three, right? Because or no, is it only two? No, two, two. So yeah. So I just would have hated that to happen. And I'm glad that, I'm glad that he was able to turn that around and, and, you know, beat a, beat a good, beat a playoff team, right? Beat yeah. a, who people think that, I mean, Titans are a good team. And, and the fact that Derrick Henry had his worst game of the season um, didn't help things. I yeah. think it made it a little bit easier, but um, no, I just wanted to, sh- you know, speak on Lamar a little bit there. Cause I think it was great to see what he did. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, staying in the AFC North, uh, that Browns game, I knew it. The Browns, you, I, I've said you it. called it. I will get oh, yeah. it to you hundred percent. Steeler, the fraud Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, they, they just don't help themselves either. Like, the social media stuff is terrible, too. Like, Juju saying, what is it, Browns are the Browns? I'm not worried, pretty much. Then you got today, after the game, Claypool going on live on, on Instagram or Twitch, and he's like, oh, well, Browns are going to get clapped by the Chiefs anyways. It's like, bro, so you, just, you just lost in the playoffs. Like, oh, I mean, he's a rookie. I get it, but still, come on. Like, you got you to gotta be better than that. That, that was tough, but – I'm pumped for the Browns, man. Um, I mean, what's not to love about this story for me? Pers- I mean, they won without a coach, head coach, like five five or six position coaches. They're missing three corners. They're missing two offensive linemen. And they just yeah. dominated them. I mean, that visual of Ben, Ben was defeated after that game on, on the bench. I mean, I, yeah. I think he should hang it up. I don't think he will because he doesn't want to go out like that. But uh, I'm pumped for the Browns. Go Browns. I hope they beat the Chiefs next week. Yeah, it's funny. I'm I, I'm not as attached to the Browns as I feel like most NFL fans are. Um, I for maybe I I don't know. I just one I I think Odell Beckham. I know he's not playing, but I just think he's one of the most dislikable players in the NFL. 
And then Baker, I think, too, is just not a very well-liked figure, although he's turning it around a little bit. But I love Kareem Hunt. Uh, I think he – I think it's cool to see what he's doing. Oh, I um, mean – No, like, it's not great in... – okay, let me rephrase that. That comment was less about what he did outside the football field and was more about um, the fact that he is a, like, a starting quality back and is a third down back on that team and is still really good. Um, I mean, look, you can laugh at me, but the NFL has no, no, shown no. for I years like, and I years. like Kareem. Kareem Hunt is a great player is how I would have phrased it. Yeah, maybe I phrased it wrong. But the NFL has shown for a while that they still have a ways to go in terms of um, yeah, yeah. having the best policies on that kind of stuff. So we'll swiftly move on to the – NFC. Well, yeah, so, I mean, the Bears, my God. Um, was, what do you, dude, that what was do you a, even do? Like, that you was can't a tough, keep uh, Nagy. You can't keep Trubisky. You, you just can't. Yeah, I maybe, mean uh, – yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like they're going to re-sign Trubisky just because of how he's played this year. Um, I mean, Nagy's, Nagy's terrible. You Offensive got, you guru. Got him. He's, ter- he's Adam Gase-esque. Terrible. I don't know. Terrible. But, I feel uh, bad because I, I liked Montgomery. He was, it was really cool to see him emerge a little bit. He was like fifth in, fifth in, in the league in rushing. Yeah. Um, and Allen Robinson's going to get out of there and get paid somewhere, um, which will be cool, cool to see because he had a great year. But – um, yeah, they just they just didn't show up at all, and I don't think anybody thought they were going to win, right? But they just they just played terrible. Um, and our our favorite our favorite team, the Wooft, you know, Heineke was a great story, and it was cool. And no, I was I was hyped for him, but it just wasn't enough. It's tough. Wasn't to enough. It, it, oh, man, it sucks. It sucks to see Brady still to still doing well. <laughs> As much as I, I do, I I think they have a chance this year too, which yeah, is crazy. They, I don't they even do. think they're that good, but. They can click at the right time. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I was rooting for Heineke. I, I mean, he's going to secure the bag. Someone's going to pay him huge money. He's the next Chase Daniel, Castle. He'll get five million a year to do yeah. nothing. But. So on that point, I think the, the, the football team is in a pretty precarious position because, again, I just don't think you can't – I don't think you can keep Alex Smith out there next year. Dude, he might not come back. Right, right, right. He might retire. Yeah. And he, I also think he should. Like – he came back. He proved he can do it. He's going to get the the you know comeback player of the year award probably named after him for for what he did. Yeah. Um. But here here's here's my interesting question. Um, have to get some Eagles conversation in, in here, of course, <laughs> for me. So who uh, who's calling uh, Howie Roseman's phone first about Carson Wentz? Is it Colts? I hope is not. It, is it the football team? I hope is it's it not the, the Colts. Is it the Steelers? Is it? The Texans, because Deshaun's out of there. I mean, who? There, there's going to be a spot for him. I, I think so. Dude, I, as a Colts fan, I do not want him at all. I know the narrative is like, oh, he'll be back with Frank. Frank Reich, man. Again. As my buddy Albert Lord texted me today. Let me see if I can find it. So I text him. About, I text him about Peterson. I go, Peterson done. He goes, so fucking stupid of the Eagles. They're so fucking. They're so ducking stupid. <laughs> Shout out autocorrect. It's the GM and man- GM and management. Their roster is dog shit. And I go, um, where does Carson go? Everyone's saying Colts, but I'm not sure I want him. He goes, no one should want once. He's brain damaged from the Jadavian clowny hit, and he'll never recover. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I was like, oh my god, no. But um, I don't want him. I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be Washington or Pittsburgh that are going to come for him. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but those are the two that need him the most. I think. I can see him in a Pittsburgh uniform. Who? If Deshaun doesn't figure it out with Cal, but I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen there. I just, I mean, I just don't think there's any way Deshaun can still play for that organization. Like he's done. Yeah, I, I think so. 
Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. Whenever you start to see these reports about someone's dissatisfied, yeah. like in my opinion, that means their agent is like, you know, <laughs> it never, putting it, it, never ends, like, it never ends with five-year contract extension. Right. Like, hey, Adam Schefter, Deshaun is dissatisfied, but don't make it sound like I told you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've always wondered sure. how these insiders like get their sources, like how they like, you know, and I'm sure you might know better than I do because, again, you actually work for a sports media know, company. I don't know shit. But – I always wonder, like, is it a text, like, story drop? It? Like, you know I think what I mean? it's literally, I think it's literally them just texting. <laughs> like, yeah, well, it's like just seen, how we text, except he... You saw Woj on draft night, like, mid-interview, he's like, oh, hold on, I got it. And just like, yeah. ducks out of the yeah, frame. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, But, yeah, that was, we'll see what happens with Wentz and, and the football team, but what else we got? Uh, Russ. Russ did not cook. No. Oof. That was a, that was a rough game. I mean, I don't want to say I saw it coming because I love Seattle in that game, but they just the whole year were never really convincing that they were that good. The defense was not that good. Russ for the first five games was like phenomenal. Everyone's like MVP, Russ, MVP, yeah. MVP. And then they just kind of went back to the running game and it didn't work. And I thought with Goff having the broken finger, that would that would play into them winning too. And they just they just got beat straight up. Yeah. And our boys, the Rams, you know, I mean Yeah, can, Rams D. Rams D is legit. They can, it can get them to the championship game easily. Um yeah. even to the Super Bowl, maybe. Um you know, I would like to see Goff. I just feel like Goff's got so much slander, and a lot of it's been deserved. Like after he got them to the championship game, um, or was it the Super Bowl? I, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. He, you know, he's he's just been so wildly inconsistent, and it would be great to see him come out next week and and just play like a good quarterback. Um, I don't know if he'll be able to like do that in in terms of his health. He, I didn't get to watch and, too much. And of, in in Green Bay too, they don't they don't do well when they have to travel to to the cold. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like they're, they're, they're California comfortable. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to see Green Bay because I just, ooh, I've loved watching Rogers, man. And I think he's, I think he's going, I think he's, I on, think a he's mission. gunning. He's on a mission yeah, that's week. my point. He's gunning for it. Yeah. Like he's due. And, and I think, um, I don't know, if I was betting on who would make it from, from the NFC, I'm, I'm putting my money on them. Dude, it's crazy. Like I think back to last year, I'm like, wait, he was in the NFC championship last year. I feel like that I t- just totally went under the radar. Yeah, I think it's just because they point. got beat. They got beat real bad. But speaking of the Niners, um, I would love to see Salah. Is it Salah or Salah, whatever? Yeah, yeah. Their yeah. D coordinator. I would love to see him get an interview from the Eagles. I just think he's he's just like so hype. Well, on yeah. The today like, today Peterson was fired. We didn't mention that, but yeah, I guess we kind of we kind of mentioned that. Um, here's here's an Eagles fan's perspective on that. I think uh, I don't think Doug deserved it, but I I think with how the how the organization seemed to be to be perceived right from the from the 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 bystander something needed to change and it wasn't going to be trying to trot Wentz back out there like it was clear that Doug did not want to go to Jalen it was forced on him and then from there there was just a lot of discomfort and and things riled up between veterans and young guys and uh, I hope they bring I you know in my opinion they should bring in a coach who is Jalen's going to be his guy um, and they're going to try to go with him and We've got the sixth pick. I was originally thinking that we were going to be able to get Devontae Smith, but after he put up like 3,000 yards and six <laughs> touchdowns in the first half tonight, yeah. I, I think there's no way that the Dolphins or Bengals don't take him. Um, I know like everyone's talking about the Bengals taking Jamar Chase because he played with Burrow, but like if um, Devontae – If he's on the board, you got to take Smith. Like you got to take him. So we'll see how that works out. But no, it's really weird because the owner did a press conference today and it was basically like, Doug wanted to to compete. Uh, Doug wanted to try to put together a, a competitive team next year, 
And the, the uh, front office was like, no, like we need to go in more of a rebuilding mode and, and try to gather some young assets. Yeah. Like I think the phrase was like for the next three to five years. So that basically yeah. means they're, we're going to do shot. a little bit of, a little bit of trust the process. So I hope, I think Doug will land on his feet. I hope he doesn't go to the Jets. I just think that's dumb. I, I just I, don't know I why. Think he probably, I think he probably will. I don't know why you, I don't know why you take that job. Um, really with interesting. Joe, with Joe so, Douglas, shout out Richmond's fighters. Yep. Speaking of the Eagles, um, I was thinking about this today. Of the head coaching vacancies right now, where do you think the Eagles lies in terms of being the most attractive? Last. Last? Last. Oh, I think that's yeah. absurd. Last. I don't, think anyone, I don't think anyone wants that job. How could, you let, how could you want the Texans job more than the Eagles? I would take the Texans job over them. I think you're being a little The Eagles that. roster is so bad. Okay, that's true. We need to, like, get – and, and I don't know if Hurts is the guy either. Like, he, that's might, fine. Not, he might not no. be the guy. Well, yeah, I agree. We need to well, go to actually, the town. Dude, I don't know. The ownership and GM of both teams are just both so bad. Maybe not the GM of Houston now because we don't know what this past guy is going to bring in. Yeah, but, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't. I would not want that job at all. I would. I was going to say I was going to put it more in like the four to five range because I think clearly the um, the the Jags are, are up there because of the, just the prospect of having Lawrence. I think the and- number one. The number one opening to me has to be the Chargers just because, like, you know – There's you so much have, talent already. Like, yeah, so much talent. And, and, I mean, coming in with Herbert, who's like an NFL great quarterback right now or maybe good, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's easily over. I don't know how many more more attractive than the Eagles, though. Or, um, I think the Jets. I'd rather have the Jets job. Oh, God, I just don't – maybe you're a New York I, guy in that. I don't, I know. don't even like the Jets. I, actually, I kind of like the Jets. I think the Jets have a good roster. Uh, and, they, and they'll spend money. I guess that's also – yeah. And now that – you know, Woody's coming out of this, you know, embassy position. He's going to be taking a bigger role in the team. Yeah. And, and we know that he's willing, he's probably willing to spend that money. Maybe Chris isn't as the son, but I think the Jets job is attractive. I don't know what it is. I mean, they suck, but like, <laughs> I'd rather have that job than the Eagles job. I don't know why, but I just, I just rather would, but we'll see how things work out with that. Yeah. So I think we covered all the games. Um, I think so. Next weekend should be exciting. Uh, let's do let's do quick picks. Uh, Bucks Saints. Who do you want? Who do you like? Are we doing spread or straight up? No, just straight up. I don't even think uh, the lines are probably out, but the lines are going to change so much. That's a tough one. Oh God, it's like classic Brady Breeze. It's, like it's the last. It's going to be the last Brady Breeze game. I think. I think Breeze is done. <sighs> I'm taking the Bucks. I think. I'm taking. See, I'm. I'm done. taking. I, I like if you just showed me these two teams, I would take the Saints. Yeah. But I think the Bucks do have momentum. But also, yeah. I just don't think the football team is like we talk a lot about how good they were. They were six and ten. So yeah, yeah I know. They're or deep- seven and seven and nine or whatever it was. So yeah. I'm gonna take the Saints just because right. of the amount of scale they've got offensively. All right, and then uh, Packers. We know we're both taking the Packers, right? It's gotta be. Are you taking the Rams? You leaning Rams? Do you know what I mean? No, I'll take the Packers, but. It'll be closer than you think. All right. And then we got Chiefs, Browns. Chiefs. I mean, it's just you, yeah, gotta be Chiefs. You can't, I'm, like, I'm taking the Browns. Oh no, my I can't, God. I can't, I can't, are I can't, you I can't, serious? I, can't. <laughs> Dude, I, the, I want to so bad, but I just can't do it. The Chiefs are just going to like screw it out for three quarters. I think they average like 45 points off the bye. Mahomes is going to like not try until the fourth quarter and then throw like a behind the back shovel pass to Kelsey, yeah. you know, like three, like, I just don't know how I, I just don't know how they lose that game. I, I just don't yeah. see it. Unless unless Chubb and Hunt run for like three hundred yards combined. Yeah, exactly. And then uh last one, Ravens, Ravens Bills. That's the game of the weekend, I think. Easily. I think it's gonna that, I think you gotta put that and Saints Bucks on Sunday. 
If I'm the NFL, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's so I don't know if that's how they control it, but I'm taking the Bills. I'm riding Josh Allen. I'm going to take the Ravens. Oh, but oh, dude, the Ravens' D is so good, though. It's tough. Yeah, that's why I got to take the Ravens. And I just yeah. think I think the Ravens will be able to establish their game flow against the, the Bills um, yeah. in, in the way they want it to and, and just churn the clock. Because you just got to keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hands, I think, right now. So yeah. Depends on weather, too. If it's cold in Buffalo. I mean, actually, Baltimore's kind of cold, too. So Yeah, I will say these are great games. The NFL's got to be pretty happy with their – Yeah, they got to be know. happy with how it turned out. Um, yeah. Even though it was kind of a – you know, with COVID, it was kind of a mess this year. But – uh, quickly speaking of COVID messes, NBA, oh N- NBA is an absolute mess right now. What's going on? I thought I thought the NBA was the greatest league ever. It is the greatest. I, league I thought ever. they could. I, I thought they could just do. I thought they couldn't do any wrong. They I can't mean, come do on, any you, wrong. You make it a players' league. You make it a players' league. You let everybody do whatever they want. Operating in this environment is very difficult, as <laughs> owned by other sports. Not in a bubble. It's really hard. I mean, you guys, you got guys going to strip clubs every night, like. How are you, how can you control that? I don't know. It's it's kind of a bummer. Like I, I think there's a board of governors call tomorrow. I don't think they're going to suspend the season because I don't think they can afford to do that. But like I no saw way. an article the other day. Like this is kind of what happens when you make a deal with the devil. Like yeah. They could have they could have started the season in February. January statistically was going to be the worst month for COVID in the United States. Even with these new strains, it's going to be worse. But they just had to do it and make the money for the Christmas games. Don't get me wrong. I loved it watching basketball on christmas and watching through the holidays but clearly it's proving that it wasn't it wasn't the right thing to do i mean and their protocols are to the extremes or like like bradley beal and tatum hugged and now beal can't play for a week yeah like yeah i I understand you're trying to be safe and like even if he tests negative he can't play it's kind of a bummer but the the extremes don't work you bring it back too quick and then the protocols are too tough it's, it's going to be hard to, to make a season work. I was talking to someone the other day um, and they were like, well, the NFL did so well. How did the NBA not do well? I'm like, well, I don't know if the NFL did well necessarily, but also the NFL is playing what 16 games and playoffs with 80 games. You got or 70, whatever they're playing this year, you have a little bit more flexibility. So that's uh, true. That's I think true. I think they will figure it out. Even if they pause and have to move the finals back a little bit, I don't think it'll be that big of a deal. They'll find a way. And it's also different with football too. Like you can just pick up from the practice squad. It's not like in the NBA, you can just like pick up G League guys like that easily. So you should be able to though. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it'd be cool. But then it, you know, kind of takes away from these G League guys signing with other teams. That way, yeah. that way they're not like associated with one. But we'll see well, what that, happens. Shandre Jones could so play far, for though. the Suns. We could get yeah, Shandre Jones on the get Suns. Shandre and, and Chris Paul out there. That'd be phenomenal. <laughs> could you imagine? That'd be amazing. Um, what would you say? It, you, but... said the, you said the basketball's been good? Yeah, it's been good so far. Uh, it's been a weird year. I mean, just because, like, you know, Katie's out for a week here and there, and, and LeBron's not really playing a lot. But, you know, the, the teams that are good are good so far. It has been fun to actually watch the Knicks. The Knicks have been competitive. Uh, yeah. Randall and RJ have been good. I've, I've enjoyed watching that. I've, I've done my best to get into the NBA regular season. Um, I've, I've really, really tried. <laughs> and, and it's still, you know, it's still a work in progress, but yeah. – uh, I mean, a couple of things. I think the um, the Lonzo Lamelo storyline was pretty cool. I know like everybody's tired of the balls, but I yeah. think that was cool to watch. And Lamelo looks legit; like he looks Dude, pretty good. He set the record for youngest ever triple double in NBA history last night. So I think that's that's cool to watch. Um, you know, my girlfriend being the from Suns. San Francisco, we watch a lot of oh, what the Suns. Yeah, the Suns are good too, but the Steph Steph's cooking right now. That's he's what I was gonna playing. say. Was, he's on. He's the he's the MVP right now. Definitely, I love to see that MVP Curry. I think the league's better when MVP Curry is is, is playing. I think, that I, way, think right? I think so too. I'm not a huge fan, but he's he's legit. Yeah, I'm a, I I just I have no reason to hate Curry. I just think he goes out there, does things we've never seen, and plays so yep. well. 
Um, and God, I mean, he's got like Damian Lee and like, yeah, I don't just his, not... his brother-in-law, his brother-in-law. Yeah. Who's actually playing. Okay. Like he's hit he's like nice. two game he's winners. Nice. He's nice. <laughs> um, so that's been cool to see uh, the wizards. I mean, Oh my God. Like, how? Dude, they're they're, they're going to be okay. Tough start, but once they got that first win, they figured it out. And Thomas um, Bryant going down does not live live Alabama national champions. No surprise, they won by twenty eight. Um, yeah, Thomas Bryant <laughs> after the season is tough. Definitely tough. Yeah, and just uh, like I'm sure Westbrook might turn it around, but I just don't know why people thought the Wizards would be a contender with Westbrook. Yeah. He's just not. He's just not a contending player. Like you just well, can't dude, have him as your cornerstone. I mean, I just, you, you about, just can't. You talk about Westbrook like that. Look at Kyrie. Just like hasn't showed up to the last four games because he like didn't feel like it. Apparently, uh, dude. I mean, do we do we even have to talk about that? Like, Kyrie might be. Ooh, this is tough. This might be a bold statement, but like Kyrie might. Kyrie might be a top five most disliked athlete in the the five major sports. Is it as five? A, as a Nets fan? I think you're right. Four major, five, four major, four. and MLS five. Right. Okay. NFL, okay. NBA, MLB. What am I missing? Fourth on. NFL, NBA, MLB, hockey. NHL. Wait. N- I just, I just said- <laughs> NFL, NBA, NHL. Fuck. MLB. NF- <laughs> this, is a, this is a great. This is prime. If you made it this far, this is great. Uh, all right. Basketball, football, hockey. Baseball. 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 It's just there four. Yeah. Okay. As a huge as a huge baseball fan, I can't. Believe that. We'll see if that makes it in the final cut. No, that'll be that'll be hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but I think he's a, like a top five most disliked athlete. Like he's just he's yeah. just there's just so many things with him, like the yeah. flat earth, the the like not talking to the media because he's above it. Yeah. Now, like, sure, I, I, I get. I think he said a couple times that like he's not playing because of the the social justice issues and, and, you know, what happened at the Capitol last week. And th- that's fine. But I, I think, I think a lot of athletes have come to the consensus that them continuing to use their medium, um, you know, and, and playing games in a positive way has, has been what they all, you know, think is best. So I just, you know, I just think it's a bad look for him. I mean, it's, it's a good thing Harden didn't end up on that team because him and Harden together, I mean, the Nets was disaster, disaster. And KD, I mean, my God, that's the most disliked I mean, team in NBA history. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Nets are so good too. Like, they don't need – I don't think Harden's going anywhere, side note. No. I think he's staying. But, um, yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, as like a, you know, half Lakers, half Nets fan, I, I'm, I root for Kyrie, but it's hard. It's hard to root for him. I can't. It's hard. I can't. I just, he's I just, just can't do He's it. just so good. It's hard. It's hard. When he's out there, it's great. When he's not out there, it's like, all right. Come on, like time, time to to buckle up and do your job. Pick it up. But what are you gonna do? So, <laughs> um, I think yeah, I think that's all we got. That was a pretty, that was a pretty jam packed ep. Um, looking forward to getting into the VCU game. I know that'll uh, we'll get we'll get down down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, maybe hit some historical games. Uh, go into what's happening this year, and uh, yeah, we'll see. See what happens the rest of the week. Hopefully, we don't get screwed with some COVID and stuff, or you know, injuries or you know what else could go wrong in this in this season already so hopefully it doesn't get worse than that hopefully not yeah it's the um the second i think i'm the, like richmond is i'm probably the biggest fan of richmond like of any sport of any team i have second <laughs> is the nats big some big nats news over the past couple weeks so Schwarber. i'm hoping we can kind of migrate this into a little bit of baseball as we get a little bit closer to the oh screen. yeah we'll definitely talk baseball i, I mean, love baseball yeah me too i mean i can't so I can't rant. I can't rant right now about how 
this is going to sound the most spoiled thing, but how dissatisfied I am as a Yankees fan. Oh God. Yeah. Let me, let me hear it. <laughs> it's dude. tough. I, I like the Mets. I'm not one of those Yankees Mets haters, but it's tough to watch the Mets make huge moves and, and the Yankees not even signed at a cornerstone. I respect, I respect that. Oh, I love the Mets. And maybe that's because I, I've got so many LGM fans in, in my friend group yeah. from Richmond, yeah, Same. but like, I would love to see them be a really good team because I just think, I think, it's, I think they are going to be legit. Yeah, and I'll get to out, watch them so Sophia much. Cohen. I am available, Sophia, if you want to go out. I'm available. Just slide in my DMs. Shout out, Sophia. So uh, <laughs> I think that's a good way, to, <laughs> good way to end it right there. Uh, thank you all for, for coming back and, and spending some time with us, hopefully listening on, on double speed so you can, <laughs> you can cut down some of the time. You don't want to spend too much time with us because we can get a little crazy there, and apparently we can't even name the four main sports in the United States. But uh, that's it for this episode. Episode, episode seven of frontline fanatics evan sign us off any last thoughts no last thoughts looking forward to a great game this weekend against vcu we'll probably be back towards the end of the week on that um final thoughts congrats to alabama like anybody was surprised no one thought they would make it here and they did <laughs> i'm joking everybody <laughs> thought they were wrong they proved biggest everyone joke wrong. of all time yeah, thanks everybody for listening We'll talk to you all later this week. Peace out. Roll Scott. Green set by Jerome. Oh! Anderson two more. Hands it off to Brothers. The long three. He switched it. The Spiders have a chance to win. Anthony for the lead. Two. Trey Davis to inbound. Underneath the basket to TJ Klein, who lays it up and in with 1.5 to go. Puts it on the deck. And Fed shoots. Oh, 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 o